am I? Oh, I, I don't know where I am. <sighs> no, no, no. C calm down. Dad always said to take a deep breath and close your eyes. <laughs> and then open them and take everything in. Okay, here we <sighs> Alright. The last thing I remember, that creature was chasing me. I see gray, empty, gray, n n nothing. Uh, no, no, no. Remember to breathe. Now what? What is? Wait, Dad? Dad, is that you? Alas, you know it's me. I don't know how this is happening, but I don't care. Oh, Henry. My sweet lass, it's good to see you. Where am I? You are in between. Uh, what does that mean? You're between life and death, lass. You're barely hanging on in a physical sense of it. And you've called me and brought me to help you choose. Choose what? Oh, you, you mean? Yes, my lass. You must choose to come with me or go back. Oh, sweet Henley, you are strong, you're kind, and I'm saddened to see you go through so much loss. No parent wants to see a child suffer. Then why did you die? Why did you have to leave us? We needed you. We still need you. I need you. After you died, I realized if mom was going to get flowers on her anniversary, I would have to do it. And if the twins were to... If the twins were to learn how to shoot a bow, I would have to teach them. I never left you, lass. I'm always with you. In the breeze that bends the trees, I'm in the forest behind your bow. And in the glimmer of your swords. I'm in the red of your hair. I'm in the keen look of your eyes. And in the grief in your heart. I wish I knew how to ease your troubles. And your pain. But I was never good at those things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But your mom is. And thank the makeup for that. The twins sure keep mum on her toes. But thank goodness for Rowan. He stays with her and helps her. I... I couldn't. There is no shame in that, Henley. I love you and I'm proud of you. But now, you need to choose. Right now? Aye. Henley, my lass. It's time to choose. To come with me, I return to your fight. Welcome back, listeners, to the Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Boudreau. Lila Garatha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And to recap, we have Fenrir. What happened last time? Yeah, so you know, last time I was kind of up in the hole, and then I decided to go down. 
But and as I was kind of watching, surveying all the battle, I seen that Boudreaux and Roscoe and Lila kind of went down into the cave. They killed some beetles. And as they went over, Henley was stuck in a, like this spider web beetle sack type thing. And they opened her up and Boudreaux was trying to heal her. And then he just went like, Blank, don't know what what was going on with him. Lila, Garatha, and Roscoe were like dominating these little spiders, and this big spider came up, and they still were kicking its trash. Um, but then this beetle did like this roll thing, and then I jumped down. I kind of shot at it, and then Roscoe like made this thing disappear, and then Lila just took her axe and just destroyed this thing. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, and we are left with Boudreaux coming out of the trance, and everybody's just one staring at Henley, waiting for some kind of motion, some kind of hint that she's alive. (laughs) What? What's going on? Oh, you're... Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, my gosh! Guys, look, 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 she's alive! Henley curls up in a little ball and just cries. And cries and just is really emotional. I saw my dad. And... I need to tell you guys something. I I went to go get help and I didn't I'm sorry and she starts to cry again. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. And he hugs you. She hugs you back. Well, he more like holds you. <laughs> <laughs> She's still covered in icky goo. I I've been really struggling since my ranger's station was destroyed and I I knew you guys were in trouble and so I got away and I was going to get help. I was going to get help. Oh. And starts crying again. Fender's going to go over and cast Cure Wounds on her. You feel a little energy coming back to you, Mm -hmm. some health. She grabs your hand and just looks up up at you and just like, thank you. And she looks around at all of you and like, why did you come for me? Well, Henley, (laughs) there's been a... Couple of times in my life that I found a family, family be where you, where, where, where you, where you find it. She looks at you and I think I finally found a home again. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to her and be like, girl, we ain't that hard. We ain't that easy to get rid of, you know, especially me. I don't know if you know or not, but I'm kind of like, I stick to people, especially ones that I like. And I'm going to need somebody to actually interrupt me. To... 
to shut up. So I'm going to keep talking until somebody stops me. Nobody stopped me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want well, to see what you, I wanna, I wanna see I, what you I, got. I, I keep going. I was like, La, like Boudreaux said, family's kind of where you find it. And, and you stuck with us. Well, and she kind of counts. She goes, one, two, three, four. All six of us. <laughs> She's... She smiles at that. And this is probably the first time you've seen Henley genuinely smile. Mm. She's laughed and joked around a little bit, but like a warm smile. Oh, girl, look at that smile. So you should have that on your face all the time now. This reminds me of that one time that I... Boudreaux will... uh... (laughs) (laughs) He lends a hand and helps you up if you'll take it. Yeah, um... She kind of like puts a leg, her leg behind her, kind of shyly, and she's like, "It was my fault that this all happened, but also, it was my fault that the ranger station was burned to the ground. Where I was stationed at, it was destroyed Fort Ventral, which most of you will." DM-wise, you would know about the tragedy that happened there. Correct. It's kind of a... Boudreaux probably necessarily wouldn't, but those who were kind of up in the northern region, regent, Fort Ventral was the, one of the big main ranger stations in the north. The rangers in this world, they kind of are kind of like the Kaleth's police force to make sure things go smoothly. Not police force, but kind of the scouts and stuff like that to warn cities, hey... Here comes a goblinoid raid party. They kind of help keep things peaceful. So with the big ranger station destroyed up there, that was kind of one of the first initial moves of the Trigrove in that they're trying to hide something because they took out kind of the scouting and rangers that warned other places around there that of the incoming raids and things. It's okay, girl. We all make mistakes. And besides, I'm sure it wasn't all your fault. I don't even know if it really was your fault. And even if it was, like Boudreaux said, we all make mistakes. We're all... Well, you're human. I'm not necessarily, but we all, we all make mistakes. And we all learn from them and we all grow from them. And that's kind of what you do. While I'm saying that, I'm going to go over and like... Start wiping the stuff off of her. <laughs> She's covered in green goo. As that happens, Fender's going to go over and start using his dagger to open up the other sacks. To see if there's anything, like, any other people who are, like, alive or if it's all just dead people. Okay, yeah, so you go over, you start digging your dagger into and opening and slicing them open. The other ones that you open, the people look pretty, almost like acid just eats away things. They eat, they seem pretty eaten away, disintegrated into, like the ones closer to you, the green goo is more darker, but the more, as you notice, the more lighter the outside is, the more lighter gray the lighter the green goo is. 
in there. So you can kind of get a sense of like, okay, these ones were here longer. These ones were here for a shorter amount of time. The lighter the goo, the longer it's been there. And the more decayed or decayed the more degraded the body is. I can't believe you guys came in and got me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're the one that fell down the hole? That we was so scary. You. Can we get out of here? I mean, you know, I really don't like holes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I, I don't know what to say. You're part of the team. He's a boss man. He should know. You want to taste test some food? I'm starving. <laughs> you were almost food. <laughs> I will. What? Boudreau. They were like nibbling on you and never did. <laughs> Boudreau. There's no way to talk to a lady. I'm going to throw the rag. I think Boudreau's broken. I'm going to throw the rag that I've been using okay. to wipe her off at him. Okay. Oh! <laughs> That's nasty, bro. Now you got to be food if you don't knock it off. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now I got something to do, though, before we leave. He's going to grab um, a bottle, come up to one of the bugs, and he knows that it's poison. He's going to scoop up as much of it as he can in just one, just a bottle. Okay. Gross. That's fine. So you have a little vial of, vial of goodies there. What would you like me to put it down as? Um, put. Vial of goodies. <laughs> uh, bug goo poison. Yeah, I'll just put that. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ew. Just don't th- say it three times. Well. <laughs> He's doing that. I'm going to turn to Roscoe and be like, and you! Sup. What was that that you just did? That is a good question. Um, <laughs> and has where anyone, did that thing go? Has anyone seen my bow? Um, yes. <sighs> well, I had it back to you in a couple pieces. My daggers are still attached to it and everything. Yeah, one, one, the top part is kind of broken off still, but the daggers are in the bottom half still. This is for you. She looks like... And here's your quiver. Uh, uh, she looks a little crestfallen on I'm, her broken bow. I'm, I'm, I'm like, going oh. to need those daggers back, though. Oh, here, take them. Thanks. Sorry. It was broken when we found it. Oh. It was like that when we found it. I, <laughs> I didn't do this, I promise. Well, I did, but I didn't do it the first time. My, I tried to fix it, see? My dad made this bow. <sighs> I'm sure there's got to be a good woodworker in Avalon that could at least fix it up. No, once a bow is broken rarely can get another shot off after that it needs to be sinuous and bendy and i'm surprised did you shoot i did something pray tell hey, hey let, me, let, me, let me tell you let me tell you <laughs> so so oh he does don't you see, you see that hole over there we all came through there and you were like stuck on this sack type thing and he like went over to cut open your sack and then he went like just white like just 
Me? Stone I, cold. White. Yeah. But and you just, my you just stood there. My complexion went white? Oh, no. Well, I better spend some more time in the sun. I need more mud. I'm like, get out of here. Um, can I pick up some of the dirt and just slather it on his face? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You do that. <laughs> oh, but it's mixed in with that it's mixed in with that bug goo <laughs> well but the real good for this game it's gonna make me real and then and then and then when when lila lila was like attacking that thing and i point to like the body and it's like she like destroyed that thing but before that happened roscoe he like he was fastening your bow he took it he shot an arrow through it and the bug thing disappeared and it would i orange would color? i have known anything about magical archers or can I roll for it? I think as a ranger, you would know that there are, there are some of the higher class archers that have been known to be do that ability, but it's pretty rare. Would I know what it's called? Roll me a history check. Dun, dun, dun. She's trying to recall it. I'm just over there like trying to slather Boudreaux <laughs> with dirt. She's just throwing it at him. Lila's like, I'm, I can help you with this. And Goliath's like, get your hands we just, that man. we just cleaned it 12 it's right on the tip of your tongue you're just not quite remembering it's like magic archer or but you know that they're they've been around it's a rare ability like a ah um magic archer some you have a rare rare ability. Dope. <laughs> I have no idea where that I came from. I can't quite remember what it's called, but it's so I've I don't know if I've ever met another ranger or archer that's had it though. Well, we'll just have to see what happens, I guess. I might have to go. We might both have to go find bows now. Uh, I. I don't like getting up in monsters' faces. I'd rather much shoot them from a distance. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. You were all up in that monster's face. <laughs> I do remember a little bit. <laughs> I do remember that. Butcher, I think you're rubbing off on me. I have to step back. Maybe <laughs> it's the dirt. He takes a clump and he um, smacks it against your face. Can we get <laughs> out of here, though? <laughs> yeah, dirt handprint. Uh, yeah, the, the, there's a rope actually over there from where we came to get up out of here because I didn't want to be trapped. Yeah, uh, over there? Over there. Okay. Oh, do you want the rest of your stuff back, sweetie? I, I have the rest of your stuff. Your pack, my your you, journal. You found you found my pack. Yeah, I didn't read the journal though. I didn't, I didn't touch it. I promise. <sighs> Thank you. Lady's thoughts are private. Even though I really want to know what you think about this Boudreaux character over here. Oops. And really, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> you read what I wrote in there? No. He didn't even have it. So. I didn't even have it. <laughs> I elbow uh, Fenrir and I'm like, you got a crush on someone? <laughs> I'm going to elbow her back. I'm going to elbow you back. <laughs> you have mud all over you. <laughs> on your arm anyway. So is that the plan? Kind of getting out of here? Yeah, yeah let's get rest out of here. Okay. Boudreaux doesn't like caves. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's, you pick up your torches, Roscoe. Yeah. 
dwarf get back like of you. I don't like the way you talk about me right now. <laughs> I, I just assumed maybe that was my bad that most dwarves like to be underground. I didn't say nothing. Let's just get out of here, though, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, honey, I don't know if you know this. We can have this conversation while we're walking up. There are lots of different kinds of dwarves. I'm climbing out right now. Okay, that's fine. This conversation can be going up. Roscoe, you're picking up your... I'm gonna go, yeah, I'll be the last one out. I'm going to grab my torches and then grab the rope. Okay, perfect. Okay, continue. There are lots of different kinds of dwarves. Gorath has told me all about some types of of dwarves and stuff like that. There are some that live in the mountains, some that live on the mountain, that's some that never even seen a mountain, some that come here, come there. Most of the time they live in clans, but sometimes they don't. They've got this rogue one that kind of comes and goes and on and on and on. Are there any that don't talk? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> Garatha. She's oh. not very talkative. Okay. I'm just curious. Thanks. <laughs> I thought we were being friends mm-hmm. now. Uh, it's just a question. Just a question. Hey, Boudreaux, you hungry? Huh? He says from up on top of the... Wait, I still there. have part of your carrot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll give that on over. You ain't going to eat it. You can have it back if you want. <laughs> he just eats it right out of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> She's all about that, by the way. <laughs> oh. While uh, Garatha's like, no, we have to wash that. We have to wash that. Where's my hygiene kit? Where's my hygiene kit? We just used it on cleaning the clothes and... <laughs> it's all gone now. Hanley's like a little confused because these two, last time we t- met, oh, well, were together, hated each other, and now they're feeding each other. No, she's feeding him, and she has dirt on her face. <laughs> right, but being very playful with each other, where last oh, time yeah, well, you guys were kind of more standoffish against each other. I, last time it saying. was also Garatha and Boudreau rather than Lila and Boudreau. Right, but Henley still thinks that's weird. Well, so does he. (laughs) (laughs) She goes over to Fenrir. How long have they been like this? Yeah, fairly new. That's kind of the first time I've seen it too, but (laughs) it's better than them like arguing and stuff. (laughs) That's true. So you guys are climbing up. Same kind of windy turn that you guys have been doing. I'm guessing torches now? Yeah, I'll have a torch in hand. Okay. So you guys continue on, climbing up the way that you entered. This is all new to you, Henley. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're f- kind of filling you in on little things. Boudreau and Lila are being sickingly cute with no, two each other. No, we're just being buddy-buddy now at this point. <laughs> buddy-buddy cute. Yeah, depends on the person. Yeah. Depends <laughs> on how you look at it. Yeah. yeah. He just thinks they're friends. High-fiving, throwing mud at each other, throwing dirt at each other. And you guys are pretty exhausted. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of, the adrenaline was there. You guys kind of get halfway through the tunnels. You guys are feeling it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys continue on, climb the surface. It looks like dawn is just breaking. Clear blue skies. And as you guys look around, you notice that the horses are gone. No! Okay. Nothing. the The plains are they're rolly, like the hills are kind of rolly. <laughs> they're rolly. <laughs> they see me they're rolling. rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, and you kind, Boudreaux, you kind of stand up on top of the hill, whistling, trying to get. You don't see anything. Well, that might be odd. Uh, where did you guys keep the horses? 
You do find um, Henley's saddle on the ground, though. You brought my saddle? It was on my horse. I thought, if nothing else, if we couldn't find you, we could at least get a decent price for it. Hopefully, it was so we could find you, so you could have your nice saddle again. I was trying to be considerate. I thank you. No, thank you. Um, Henley picks up the saddle. Doesn't do much good without a horse, though, dear. I don't know if you know this. I don't have a horse anymore, if you remember. Uh-huh. We got a boudreau. <laughs> um, everybody clap on. <laughs> Where was the last place you see the horses? Uh, Benny? Far as I can remember, but we tied them up to some debris. Not too far from here. I mean, I don't usually... But, uh, show me. I might be able to track them. I mean, it's really odd, because, like, I don't tie Donkey up. He just he just do whatever he wanted, and he come when I caught him, you know? I can still track them. I know, but I said that it's weird that he's not coming back. Was he scared by the storm? I mean, yeah, but, like, the storm over, he come back. You can look. I would love oh. to find Donkey. I'm not this wreck. He's a good Donkey. I want him in your back. You know, and yeah. All right, I'll kind of walk over and show you where. <laughs> I think that's where they last were. Okay, yeah, he goes over and shows you the large clump of dirt that it was tied off to. Um, the dirt is because of all the rain and stuff. It's kind of washed away. Yeah, washed away, melted a little bit. Can I roll a survival? You sure can. To see if I can read the prints. See if you can see any hoof prints. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. That is a a nine. You see, like, noticing where they're, where he's been standing, that there's been the trampling of feet, but where they go after that, it's kind of hard to pick up. Can I look again? Like... Move up. Can I see the direction that they were going with the hooves? I can also look. Yeah, go ahead and roll me another one. Boudreaux will come, for sure. He's curious. Yeah. It's Shrek. Of course it will. That's a modded 20. Boom. He's real worried about Shrek. He's, he's on, on Shrek's thing. <laughs> I smell my Shrek. <laughs> well, I didn't smell him this time. <clears throat> What's Shrek smell like? I licked the footprint. <laughs> <laughs> and not he tastes, pick that up. <laughs> his footprint always tastes like sage. <laughs> Do you like those soak his th- feet in seasonings at night? <laughs> yeah, you just like seasoning it. On it. <laughs> I give him a foot massage and everything. What are those? What did those lizard folk teach you down in the swamp? These fracking methods. Wow, <laughs> smelling things, licking things. Hey, you're lucky. Dwarves have like a a resistant a, a resistance to poison. Yeah, you'd seriously. be dead a long time ago. Uh, that's why we have resistance to poison. Yeah, yeah. Dwarves like licking things. <laughs> What's that rock made of? I don't know. It's a rock. You stone chopper. Iron. <laughs> With the flex of little gold there, too. Dig here. I taste something shiny here. <laughs> okay. But with 
Boudreaux's like, so you do, you kind of wander off a little farther than where she's looking, and you do notice some more footprints, mm-hmm. and you get down there and lick them. Oh, yeah, Lee. I think I found something. Oh. What did you find? I found donkey footprint. Can I go over and inspect it? Yeah, go ahead. I'll give you advantage on this one now that you know a good direction on where they're going. Yeah, me and Donkey, me and Shrek, we, we've always been friends for the, like, uh, the rest of our lives. We started a long time ago, but we like real good friends. Eleven. So you're still dazed because you're still really tired, but you do see that they go off. They're going south. Does it look like it's more than one track? Yes, there's more than one tracks going. Yes. So can Fender go kind of look and see other other tracks other than horse tracks? Like yeah, go ahead. Goblins or something, something else. Something out of place. Yeah. Or just they ran away. Thirteen. You get no. You don't see any other tracks going on there except the hoof prints. Kind of looking where Henley's been looking and Boudreaux's been pointing out. You don't see any any other suspicious tracks. Can we follow the trail? You sure can. So, if you guys are going to chase down the, the horses, um, choose... I'm sure you're all going to be helping who do it. So, I want one person to roll three survival checks, all at advantage. So, whoever wants to do that. Just a reminder, um, forgot to mention this. Everybody's super tired. You just were up all night. Mm-hmm. You okay. do all have one level of exhaustion. Which means you have disadvantage on all ability checks. So for those ones, they would just be normal rolls instead of advantage. So whoever wants to roll those three. The first roll was nine. Thank you. 21. 15. So you're able to follow this, the path, pretty well. At first you think you kind of lose it, then you get some party members to help you continue going. Everybody was able to find their horses. Well, you found Shrek, mm. uh, Lila's horse, and Pardon Roscoe's him. horse. However, it took you a full day what? to find them because it just kept getting lost. So now you guys have been traveling south for about a full day. You guys are just plum dumb exhausted that's not the direction we want to be going right so originally you guys were heading directly to avalon which is kind of a uh, west southwest diagonal um where they say we wanted to go straight south for a while towards glendale and then back correct so this is on our way anyway correct ivan did warn you to don't head straight there kind of go around because of the Trigroven activity in that area. So it is starting to become nighttime. What do you do? I think it's time we set up a camp. We all need to sleep. Let's call it here. Okay. So after first level exhaustion, do we still just take a long rest and... Yeah, and then it'll go away. Okay. Yes. So making a fire. Making a fire, cooking some food. Okay. I'm probably not saying much. I'm just 
Bleh, done. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Not even gonna eat. I'm just gonna pass out. Okay, that's I, fine. I share rations that I that I have because I took rations. Okay. Um, if there's nothing else, we'll just go ahead and move to the morning. Henley does cast alarm though. Okay, good to know. Thank you. The second four hours, I'll kind of get up and start. You know, maybe cooking some breakfast and things. I only need four hours for my long rest. Okay. And you could still be doing lackadaisy stuff during that kind of your little watch. There's not much activity going on. It seems pretty quiet. Now, morning comes. You guys want to continue heading south? Yeah. That's toward Avalon, right? Yeah. Just over the course, you know, while we've been walking and stuff, um, looking for, for the horses and everything, I'll have filled Henley in on kind of what she missed with the conversation with the bounty hunters and but they weren't Trigger and they weren't Trigger and kind of what he told us and so she was up to date. Ivan told him to go straight south, pretty much straight towards um Glendale. And when you get to Gibson Whale, which you're familiar with, then you head west from there. I'm from Glendale. I know right where Gibson Well is. Well, that's where we're heading. Lead the way. Uh, can I lead the way? Yeah. You know the direction of where where uh, Glendale is. Um, you know, you're kind of guessing that Gibson, the Gibson Well is probably five more days of travel. You are, you do know that it, to get to Avalon faster is a straight shot's better where if you go to Gibson Well and then go west tax on another 5 days to your travel. If we go to the Gibson Well that will add 5 days to our trip, but it's probably need to. We don't want to run into the Trigrovin. No, and you're without primary source of protection and Yeah. Mhm. We could probably use a fresh set of horses and some resupply. How far is Gibson Well from Glendale? Three days. So should we plan to go to Glendale and then go up to Avalon so we can get, you know, another couple of horses? Or do we want to head just straight for Avalon? I think we probably need to go to Glendale first. One night tops. Long enough. Sleep in a real bed. We, We can stay with my family. Freshen up. Eat some real food. On the next morning, I would love to meet your family. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> Milo's just quiet this entire time, especially after he says that. She just kind of is like, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it was meant to be weird. It was taken like that. I know, I know. Okay, so you guys continue traveling. You guys are able to get to the well pretty safely. Um, there is. Kind of heavily traffic because Glendale is kind of, it's a smaller community. Um, there are a lot of shepherds type idea. Um, and the well is where they go and get, get water for their livestock. There seems to lot, be a lot more as you guys head to the well. You do see more kind of uh, armed guards kind of out there. This is different for you, Henley. Because last time you left, there wasn't really any guards this far out of, the, out of town. Glendale really doesn't have an organized guard. They have people more being honest with each other. They do have some kind of enforcement, 
but it's more voluntary work. Their clothing is more uniformic. So this is different for you to see this. I want to go up to one. As you guys approach, they kind of, you see the one guard kind of put, he, he's a human, and he puts a hand on his sword, and he said, state your business. My name is Henley Thornton. I'm from Glendale. When did this armed guard get here at this well? Well, a few, a few days ago, we had some uh, problems with people stealing our livestock. And so we decided to organize, and one of the nice folks in town made us these nice little uniforms, and now we're out here protecting our livestock. Do you know what attacked or who? We don't know. They kind of just disappeared. We've, we've tried to track the blood. We did find some blood. But other than that, we don't, we don't know. We're, you know we, we're not necessarily trained here. You being from here. No. Um, is everyone in town okay? Yeah, nobody's gone missing. Nobody's been hurt. But our livestock has been disappearing. And, of course, that's one of our big incomes here. So we're out here trying to protect it. Were they gnolls? We have no idea. Nobody's trained enough to go after or track it. So we're just trying to prevent anything else from happening. Hear that? He had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And the very first thing he said was, well. (laughs) And they were the well. Imagine the donkey like Shrek laughing along with you. You 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 notice above you that there seems there's a big flock of birds that fly over and Boudreaux, a bird poops on your head. (laughs) Well then I it's a comma. (laughs) I've been needing to shine my hair up. Even Lila thinks that one's gross. Um, That's because of your bad jokes. <laughs> they were. I love bad they were, jokes. They were, they were, they were I was trying not to laugh because I think Henley would think they were dumb. <laughs> okay. Um, where have the sheep been going missing? I'm. I kind of pull out my badge. I'm like, I'm a ranger. I can help. They seem to be disappearing from over by the hill to door forest. I know where that is. Is there um, a herdman I can speak with? A name? Yeah, you could go over to you. I'm guessing you know the Clintons. Yes, I do. You could go talk to them. They're, they're the ones who's been hit the most. Thank you, sir. Be safe. You're welcome. We will. If you get any news, we're here to help. I'll send for you. But my party should be able to take care of things. Well, let's hope so. A lot of our, a lot of us have other jobs to do, and we're awful getting tired of doing double shifts, working and then being out here all the time. I mean, has anybody noticed or seen anything? A lot of people think that there's, it's been bear attacks, but really haven't seen any bears up here for quite a while. Some people claim that the the paw prints kind of look like them, but. To me, I've never seen a, a bear print. Mm, uh, did a word of advice. 
you silver, yeah? Mm-hmm. In fact, when we get to this place, I like to give myself some silver dagger. Mm-hmm, all right. I don't think there's a shop that sells silver daggers in Glendale. Why not? It's more of a homestead than a town. The guard is kind of listening to this conversation of, like, making silver daggers. And, well, okay, well, I'm, you know, I got to get back to work. So uh, safe travels, and hopefully you can help out this place. And he just looks at Boudreaux and just kind of like, because you're probably still muddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I still probably have a... I've got a nice good layer on me. Yeah, just a weird-looking dwarf that he's used to, like not used to. Plus, looking at Lila and how she looks, a little, you know, gnome-looking thing, but and the little underfangs going on. Not, he doesn't even know what you are. Uh, Boudreaux Being, gives him a huge smile, and I'm sure there's like flies buzzing around his head. He's just like. <laughs> And he just walks away. As he walks away, I'm going to stick my hand straight up in the air and say, Kunda's bless! (laughs) Kunda bless! (laughs) Hanley just goes, and closes her eyes, just like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. So, you mentioned going to Avalon, but you're going to go to Glendale first? Or heading straight to Avalon? I mean, like, if we can get horses so we can get there faster, absolutely. If we don't think we can get horses because of this... If I was Greg right now, it would be, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. I mean, we have, what, three horses? Right, it's been kind of a tiresome... You and I need horses. Right, but can we jump on... Yeah, but you're the big. Can we jump on with Roscoe and... The tires do... The horses will get twice as tired, though. Oh, that's people. That's the reason that we were looking for horses here. So we get there faster. Glendale would, I think, have horses. They'd have horses. It is a smaller community, so horses are more important to them. Not a lot of people would have extras to sell, possibly. You would know that, Henley. But it is possible. Especially with them being like rancher sort of mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. I'm sure they breed their own horses a little bit. And we're, what, three days from Glendale still? Correct. Roscoe, what'd you say? You're the boss. You should have the final decision. We haven't really given you that option lately. I think we still need to head to Glendale. At most, one night there. Resupply, refresh. Um, and then I'm going to look at, over at Henley and be like, I know you want to help these people, but we've got to start picking and choosing our priorities, and we've already spent far too much time not getting to Avalon and we need to get there before we lose the hollow. So maybe we can do that first, see what's going on there and then swing back here on our way by. I just don't know that we've got the time to do all of it. You're right. I just, this is my home. No, and I, and I understand that I do trust me, but we also have a whole town's worth of people expecting us already one town waiting for us to figure out what's going on we can't add a second one to our list and we're never going to get things done (sighs) 
Henley looks disappointed, but then you're right, Roscoe. So. I they probably have it. If we come up with anything, I mean, obviously we'll we'll keep our eyes open and stuff while we're traveling down to Glendale, and you know, if we come up with anything, or even on our way out to Avalon, if we see anything, we can send send word back to them, give them a heads up, and let them know what we find out. But I don't think we need to. I don't think we can go out of our way at this point to to assist. I understand. She's disappointed, but like, she she gets it. Yes. Okay, so on to Glendale we go. Tally ho. Tally. Tell everybody I'm on my way. <laughs> okay, you guys head down. Um, every now and then you do see more of those guards standing around. Um, you see more sheep, herders. They seem to be, it's weird to see the livestock this far up <clears throat> because normally they are more closer to Glendale itself and the forest as you've been kind of discussing with people as you run into them the reason why they're keeping them away because there's been those attacks on their livestock and they're still trying to investigate what it is kind of a new thing every now and then you know Henley would know that every now and then there's a pack of wolves that show up and they have to get rid of them where these haven't been attacking like wolves and they've been um, they would find livestock corpses kind of gnarled sometimes livestock just disappear without a trace and they are struggling to figure out what's going on there's been one report of hearing the creature kind of growl and it's been way different like than a bear more deeper and just nothing that they've ever heard before so you guys continue on to to Glendale you do see the forest up here the Hiltudor forest get it's a pretty thick forest and you see a small little town, just a little humble little town. The houses aren't huge. They're pretty spread out. And that's where we're going to end it today. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, big shout out to DA Nichols for writing our music. She's a fantastic woman and we got some more, more music coming your way. Um, reach out to us on social medias. We have all our social media handles in our in our show notes. And going around the table, we have to my right, Fenrir, Roscoe, Lila Garatha, Bordrock, and Henley. And before we close out, just want a, a reminder that D. A. Nichols wrote the intro and outro music for this podcast, and the extra music. Uh, if you're curious about it, check out the show notes. We also want to send a special thanks to some friends of ours, Nina and Brady, who, whom we consulted uh, when we were writing the scene for, for Henley when she was talking to her dad. Um, thank you so much. It really added to the scene, knowing their feelings about their experience of losing a parent. So again, thank you, Nina and Brady. You helped out a lot.
So that's all our final notes. So join us next time as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.